Hello and welcome to the Soccer Speakeasy. Is there a sound effect there, Patrick? We're back. It's been a couple weeks since we last spoke. Today is Thursday, the 24th of October, 2019, and um, the Podfather kindly, if begrudgingly, if you can mix those two, kindly and yet begrudgingly made some space for us. Jacob Myers, our crew beat writer, was late today, and uh, Kyle was here on time. Kyle Robertson, photographer extraordinaire. Uh, Let's get right to it, gentlemen. I'm Mike A-Race, by the way, at Michael A-Race 1. We have at uh, Jacob underscore Myers underscore 25, and um, at K-Rob Photo, and of course, at the pod father, too. And it must be two, because he certainly is not... uh, Not one. Monday, Jacob was treated as the uh, crew brain trust as uh, the sort of exit interview day. Soccer worldwide just keeps going and going and never stops. They'll have guys practicing all winter, at least until they get a stronger union. And so Monday, Tim Bezbachenko came out and um, gave his uh, exit interview, uh, if you will, and and as did Caleb Porter. Um, You want to give us a quick summation of each, Jacob? Well, I think we obviously have to start with Federico Iguain has no, played his last game. We're getting to that. Well, that's kind of the. You know, I I, I was here waiting for you setting up the show. You're late again. You didn't bring Patrick any coffee, and now you're rearranging the format. <laughs> I can't blame the lack of meters around our building. That is true. Oh wow! <laughs> Sounds like Porter there. Is that an XG line there or what? Expected meters. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Come on, what do we got? Well, Bez came right out, and uh, of course he talked about people, and we're going to talk about that. About an eight-minute statement before he got to saying, you know, let me start with Iguain. We're, we're no longer pursuing an additional contract with him. Uh, and you asked the follow-up that Iguain did express interest of continuing to play with the crew. Bezbachenko said, you know, they're committed to make whatever fit possible if he still wants to stay with the organization. It seems like they're committed to doing that. Uh, I, I can run down the rest of kind of the the roster as well, who they let go. Uh, so Will Trapp, Jonathan Mensa, Hector Jimenez, Waylon Francis, Pedro Santos, all of their contracts were picked up. And then homegrown Alex Cronali is gone. Uh, Davi Guzman, Eddie Apoku, who was on loan all year, Eduardo Sosa, and then Ben Lungard, um, all gone as well. John Kemp and Josh Williams got new contracts. Ricardo Clark is out of contract. Harrison Awful negotiating a contract right now. Bezbachenko said they're confident that'll get done. And then that leaves Connor Maloney, Jordan Hamilton, and Romario Williams. Uh, They're still up in the air. So just a quick recap of uh, the crew, the current crew roster. Uh, goalkeepers, uh, Eloy Room and John Kempen. Uh, defenders, Hector Jimenez, Waylon Francis, Milton Valenzuela, Jonathan Mensah, Lalas Abubakar, and then Abubakar Keita, uh, Josh Williams and Chris Cadden. In midfield, Pedro Santos, Luis Diaz, Yunus Mokhtar, Artur Wiltrap, Luis, Luis Argudo. And forwards, Jossi Zardes and J.J. Williams. That's, uh, I don't know, you can count them. How many is that? Yeah. But it was like I I did, it was sixteen something like that. Okay, and one thing that's about uh, half. Uh, before we get into uh, Federico Higuain a little more deeply, Bez, it seemed to me as I went through my notes that uh, he was pretty strongly indicating that he was looking for a ten that uh, that he's going to go out and get a ten. Um, that was kind of part and parcel of his 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 uh, announcement about. Uh, parting ways with Federico Higuain and uh, uh, and he said that uh, he seemed it's nothing we haven't talked about for months now but it seemed like yes and they're going to open the purse to get to get a 10 wherever they're going to go to the ends of the earth and 
and pay to get um to to get a ten to to fill a Higuain spot. You think it'll be like a young ten? I, w- I was just going to bring that up. I have you. He he did he did mention oh. a young ten. But has have you heard from your agent, Kyle? No. Wait, wait. No, my wife hasn't told me anything yet. <laughs> <laughs> Would you take a deal that's under the TAM <laughs> yes. threshold? They, I'd like some Garber bucks. <laughs> I think they'll get... I don't think it really matters per se. I, I think they do want a young player, but they're not going to specifically go after only young players. If there's a 28, 29, 30-year-old, maybe they go get that guy. It'll be younger than Higuain. Um, they said, you know... They need a chance creator in that position. Iguain was definitely still that, but I think they're looking for just a younger player with more value and, and play to that pressing style that they, they kind of brought up. It was more about style than uh, an aging player with an injury, although that was certainly a factor. But I mean, I think you see the other teams in the league are, are scouting and, and bringing people from you know South America, you know, the younger guys. You can... What LAFC, um, you know the Galaxy, any team, yeah, any team. You I need mean, a yeah. star yeah. like, like MVP caliber ten if you're going to do anything in this league, right? But 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 there are other trends where they're they're picking up young guys that are you know potentially you know that they can flip also in the in the future. So right. I mean I I think you have two guys right now on the roster who down the road the crew could flip for you know for for you know. Who Barber would, Bucks. Who would those be in your mind? I think Milton and, and Diaz. Yeah, so, I would agree. I mean, young guys that have speed and skill and are still kind of developing. And, you know, as Diaz, he's he's on the fringe of, of making the national team consistently. So He's a nice player. Yeah. Kyle, to that point, uh, Tim Bezbachenko has for months been saying, you know, that uh, there, there's a couple ways to go with DPs. Get them young, develop them, and sell them, or, uh, you know, Get a guy in the back end of his uh, EPL career or whatever, uh, and uh, plug him in. Uh, it's um, and, and we'll say we'll see which way they go. I mean, we should say that you're there, but I mean, I, you don't know with this new ownership the the pockets they are real, the, they're willing to kind of spend. In the past, they've never really been. We'll figure it out, right? Right. This yeah. offseason with well, this but, move, but I mean, but the if you look at the team's history of the people they brought over, I mean, they're not. Three, four, five, six million dollar guys. I mean, they've never really, you know, gone after those those players in the past. So, will they? I mean, I think it might be a combination of something. I mean, you're going to need somebody to kind of sell sell the stadium and the experience in another year and a half. Well, that just goes to the development of the league. Like looking right. back, Iguain's transfer fee was under a million dollars, and that was what they pay for Luis Diaz. So you just kind of right. see the inflation of that there. Well, would they pay for Santos? Was that two million around? Yeah, and that and that's their club record, right. I believe. So, yeah. well, you know, uh, Diego Valeri's out there, uh, currently in the contract impasse. There's the Porter tie there, um, and you know, I there's a lot of smoke on Darlington Nagby, who was also uh, uh, the, uh, just hearing a lot of things about not Valeri necessarily. That's me me uh, throwing some or putting together two two plus. How much is two plus two, Kyle? <laughs> and uh, but anyway, let's talk. Uh, let's talk about uh, people a little bit. Um, Kyle, uh, one one point that um, I had in my column, and it's not, it was no revelation. But when you st- when you st- it's it's not an original thought either. But but when you when you take a when you step back from the larger crew picture uh, over the last you know dozen years, the 
crew fans have been very fortunate to have yeah. Scalotto, uh, who uh, Brian Bliss and, and Ziggy Schmidt um, lured to Columbus from Argentina, and then uh, right on the yep. after Bobby chased uh, Scalotto out the door. No, that's a little harsh. <laughs> anyway, they parted ways at one point, and then right on his heels came. Uh, um, Came Higuain. Yep. Uh, that was a, a Greg Burhalter signing. Um, that is that is some pretty high quality attacking midfield play for for MLS, and uh, uh, it's almost like what do they do now? Right. Because it's been so good for so long. Your your yeah. comments on yeah? The, no, on I think uh, you know. I think if you look at the crew's history, he's definitely in you know the top three. You know, maybe all time. You know, he's on your um, you know the crew Rushmore. Uh, you know, of players, and you know he brought a certain style and like that. In a should flare. trademark that <laughs> crew Rushmore. <laughs> um, but I mean, I, I think, think he's two. Yeah, no, I think he's. Yeah, you, what, do you think he's what number two? I think he's two. I who's think. one? Well, Scalotta's one, I think. But I but Scalotta didn't have like the four or five year run. He yeah. had like a good two year, three year run. Yeah, but Scalotta won a cup. He delivered. Was it, he yeah. delivered. First, so then do you go? That's the only thing. So do you put McBride then at three? Yeah, yeah, that's what I would do. That's the only thing that really, other than MVP as well, right. but a championship. That's right. why Iguain was really the last thing that Iguain kind of, if you right. wanted to compare him to Scalotto, that he needed. Yeah, but it was a little bit different. I mean, you know, Scalotto was more of the playmaker, kind of the role. He had other guys to score. I mean, he did score. But people people scored more goals. Yeah, those right? are yeah. those are castoffs yeah. to misfits, and uh, the the own right. their ownership didn't even spend right. on them. There was a well, I think the thing that <laughs> the thing that 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 I'll remember is just the way that he played. I mean, he played a very, you know, uh, not arrogant, but a very you cocky, knew what you were going to get right. But but he would he would try the you know between the legs pass and that kind of stuff, and he saw stuff. He saw you know players runs happening before. You know, it it would even happen. So, um, but I think was, he became a fan favorite, and you know, I think he'll um, for good reason. Yeah, and Scalotto was the the joke on him was that uh, not, not the joke, but like he wasn't known for his work ethic and practice. And Pipa was pedal to the metal at all times, practice whatever, um, and very both very respected. I mean. Uh, um, Scalotto really bonded the team. His right. personality was so bubbly. Um, you know, they'd be walking off the practice field and all the players would be going like, man, <laughs> Guiche didn't even right. really break a sweat today. And then he'd, then he'd invite them all over to his house for a barbecue and they were they were a stronger team for it. But he was um, only here for... But Scalotto was only here for four years, right? So, I mean... You have to take that somewhat into consideration. Yeah, well, I'm just are, telling you who right. my one yeah. and my two are. Yeah. Why, why you want and why might make your own? Um, but Higuain <laughs> was burned hot, uh, yeah. extraordinarily competitive. Not that the other one wasn't when he got. Was this like a Panarin Rick Nash kind of like battle too? Like, yeah, yeah, I suppose. Yeah. If you want to make it that way, yeah. but uh, you know, he was uh, certainly the crew, the the glue in that room. Um, uh, you know, Will Trapp was the youngest captain ever named in MLS history. He was 21 years old, and and uh, he he barely had a beer yet in his life. And and uh, the reason that worked, and we remember the the leadership council we used to call it the Duma, you know. Uh, but the reason it all worked is because uh, uh, 
because people said Will Trapp can be a good captain. I believe in him, and I and I have his back. And that was it. That was that was all. That was all Will Trapp needed. I believe he did the same with Parkhurst when Michael Parkhurst yep. got here as well. Yeah. Yep. But in that transition, um, you know, when you're when you're naming a 21 year old captain, it's it's kind of like having Jacob Myers on this program. You know, Kyle, um, you need the Pod Fathers backing. Yep. You gotta have you gotta have that imprimatur. Or you're in trouble. Well, we wouldn't have a podcast. Extraordinary <laughs> player. Um, well, this podcast predates Patrick Flaherty. <laughs> Don't let him get a big head here. He can stick to the hazing program he's working on, folks. That was just a plug for a, a big series that's that's uh, upcoming. There's a teaser for you. Yep. Um, no, but what, what I mean, you guys kind of dealt with him, you know, with the media and, and you more than me, Mike. Yeah. So I mean, you know, I mean, I know you said you're, you know, but, you know, there but was, I mean, what here, was, wasn't the thing though? He loved Columbus though. Yes. And he just he, he his did. family and he, he just did. embraced it all. He did, and and uh, there was uh, some advice Galoto gave him. It was like, yeah, you can, you don't have to have people on your lawn in the morning, you know. Um, but he did love Columbus. Uh, it still does, I imagine. Um, I would hope that. Uh, I hope he can come back if he wants to come back. Pretty tough road. He's going to be 35 yeah. uh, coming off knee surgery, uh, which obviously went into Bezbachenko's thinking and Porter's thinking um, about the severing ties with him. Uh, was very central to their thinking, I imagine. Um, but <laughs> what was he like? Yeah. He, he was... Uh, Lawn chair story? Well, there's that. There's that. But there was also, there was also times where um, he burned so hot. Uh, there, there was more. There was a couple times where, and I well, forget, yeah, like I forget. This, I forget. Oh well, yeah. no, there's that. Yeah. That was the the penalty kick fight. That was outstanding. <laughs> that, was. that was outstanding. Uh, and and you know, Kai was out of here as soon as they could get him out. That was like a Lyle Odeline situation. Yeah. Well, Kai's on his Going like nineteenth team. Yeah, yeah. he's he still playing. I yeah. was out there the other night. The white cap. Good on him. But yeah, he could. Uh, Pipa could be like, and this is just from where we sit, but. Um, uh, there was there was a couple times when he was mad at me, and he was also mad that uh, um, I wasn't reading his mind to figure out why I was mad at him. You know, and it's like it's nothing serious, but like he was a, he's an interesting guy. Burned very hot. Um, believed deeply. Uh, it's not a phony guy. I mean, he's just a he was a very honest, still is a very honest human being. And uh, that time <laughs> he pulled the contract thing. Uh, that was 2017 August where. I had these lawn chairs out, and I've written about this, but uh, you get, we got, I was getting so tired of waiting for them to open the fence to practice. You know, it's all hermetically sealed. Burhalter put the, put the Burhal line, wall up. I was trying to do a Berlin thing. It didn't work. But he put walls up and screens, and you had to wait for them to open the gates. Like, if you saw any of their practice, maybe that would blow everything for them, and, and they'd never win another game, you know. Um, Ziggy used to wave anyone in and, and break it down for you at midfield if you wanted to, you know. Um, in any case, I had the so I used to pull out these lawn chairs and and then when they opened the gates, I just bring them in and put them on put them on put them on the lawn there in back of the uh, locker room facility. And so then you got to wait, you know, for the players. And and uh, this one day I was sitting in my lawn chair and uh, Higuain came over and sat down in the other chair that Andrew Erickson had just vacated and uh, he said uh, and then basically dropped the bomb that he might not be in Columbus uh, uh, that 
next season. He was looking for another MLS team, and uh, uh, he was just goosing the uh, <laughs> he was just goosing the negotiations. And I remember waiting for Burhalter after that. He was just shaking his head. He's going, "Oh, jeez, people, it's going to get done." You know, <laughs> let's just go on the record right now. It's going to get done. My God, what's he doing? I take it Greg didn't sit down next to you. Oh, Greg was beautiful. No, we had to wait him. He wasn't there. We had we waited for him yeah. to come out to emerge so we can say, "Hey, look, here's what people just said. He's not coming back." And he, and he just shook his head, going, "Jeez, people, it's going to get done." But uh, I mean, just a great guy, wonderful scorer. Um, he's uh, seven and a half years. He, he led the team in assists with 63, 55 goals in 193 games and 184 starts in a regular season. What's his 55 goals? Is that fourth or third? I couldn't tell you off the top of my he's head. Like, he's top like five. he's like he's he's top five in everything and and uh, a lot of a lot of ones. You know, game winning assist he's one. I think game winning goals he's like three. It's it's all like that. I mean, just a spectacular yeah. player and the way he played too. If you're a coach, with a, with a flair, you either loved it or hated it. <laughs> the coaches loved him, yeah, uniformly for the way he broke things down. Yeah, but for, for there was a cup. You know, every couple times a game he you would say something like, oh what do you do oh oh yeah great good job <laughs> or you know oh why are you doing that you know but that's just the way he played all right i think it also goes to just, what he had three different coaches in his time here um and you know as you said mike all of them kind of talk about him in the same way he's willing to adapt to whatever yeah. the coach wants him to do and i think that speaks volumes about a player i like the burhalter quote about him that said uh, uh we 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 built our system in and around him and then watched him interpret it. You know, words to that effect. Yeah. Very smart player. Extraordinary. Big big Rolling Stones fan as well. There you go. Charles Bukowski fan, too. Or so he claimed. <laughs> you know, I don't know if he's just watching YouTube videos, but he claimed to be uh, a big Charles Bukowski fan, which is interesting. Um, so, good luck to Pipa. Uh, a great athlete, one of the great pro athletes uh, Columbus has ever seen. Um, I think he'll come back more like a, the Frankie Heideck, Frankie kind of role with Frankie kind of Frankie Heidu. Yeah, <laughs> it it you know it totally like depends what he wants to do. Uh, I think if he does want to stick, decides to stick around, I, I have faith that the organization finds some type of. I don't think the Frankie role is like how he rolls. He's not really that guy who loves to well, be in the spotlight like but brand ambassador that's no he's five. i would assume that he'd be coaching More of an integral or role. Or, yeah. or rolled into does he want to coach eventually i don't know but i, I imagine that uh he'd want to stay on the field and i'm just guessing here and yeah. bezbachenko mentioned uh, like an academy kind of the kind Ooh, of thing yeah. or something something like that and i think that that would that would what uh, an asset that would yeah. fit his eye you know uh, but i'm just guessing i'm just guessing hmm. Uh, the, the last thing that we should mention, Kyle, about Pipa is, uh, is you know, him his part in the run in 2017. Now, they did, he was integral to their 2015 MLS Cup, run to the MLS Cup title game yeah, where they lost. Which to, they should have won. They lost to Porter's uh, uh, Portland Timbers team. Ball was out. Well, there's that, and there was also the, the seven the, seconds into yeah. the game. That, that was uh, Thank you, Clark. Well, I mean... What a good dude and, and a wonderful player, and he's still he'll he'll never get over that. No, you know probably. Um, but there's the run to the 2015 Cup final, and uh, and the what he did in 2017. Like to me, 
he was kind of the Che Guevara face of, of resistance among the players, he and Will Trapp in particular. Um, and uh, Stefan too. I mean, yeah, Stefan, Stefan like, as well. I mean, yeah, he was he spectacular. Was, yeah, but, but yeah, exactly. Yeah. But along the same lines, um, uh, people was that uh, yeah. uh, that the burning yeah. defiance, uh, which he has all the time anyway. But uh, th- those, he's a very special player in the grand scheme of crew history, especially at that uh, juncture uh, of their history, which is obviously unique and uh, critical. So. Good luck to you, people. I I know Jason. Uh, Jason, J- Jacob tried to uh, raise people. What happened there? You knocked on his door, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Nothing so far. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a it's a shame that Jacob knows where he lives. You should get. You should bring lawn chairs, Jacob. Yeah, that's it. They're <laughs> I magical. I, I think I had a couple in my car. Just put put the lawn chairs out. He'll come out and sit down and talk for sure. Okay, two weeks ago we'll wrap. Just a couple other items of business. Um, groundbreaking. Yeah. Th- there's the groundbreaking two weeks ago, but uh, um, and Bezbachenko in his exit interview, if we're calling it that, he was asked uh, about uh, about whether the land had been transferred. He said, no, no, same old. And uh, he said, by the end of the month, although that was uh, a lead. He was given a leading question. He said, yeah, by the end of the month. Um, he also had said... Uh, Jacob, that he sounded very interested, well, prepared to move on from Obets. Now, I don't know if that was just posturing, um, half serious, fully serious, uh, gamesmanship, uh, whatever, but, uh, you know, he's uh, he's not one to fib, and he was like, yeah, we're looking around if, if we have to go somewhere else, but it sounded... W- I've got the sense for maybe the last couple of months and tell me if you read the same, this the same way, Mike. I think they've made their last offer and they're going to go yeah. wherever when the lease is up. I think they have. I, yeah. That's probably a good read. That's probably a good guess, Jacob. There's, there's, a, there's a take it or leave it offer on the table. And now publicly, when asked about it... Um, well, he was saying about like, yeah, colleges are yeah. excited about hosting us. So yeah. it seems like the wheels are much more moving in that direction than having yeah. a new deal with Obeth. He even mentioned high schools. Didn't he say high school or did he just say colleges? I'd have to go back. I, yeah, but anyway, he back. was like, he, he made it, he, he presented it as the crew is very excited to look for the next phase and tra- in interim phase and in, phase and training area camps. They've practiced at Ohio Brown. Dominican plenty. Yeah. And they so have that. Kicks, right? They have that stadium over there, um, kind of by the fairgrounds. Maybe they use that. The Mafra. Yeah. Well, they have always said that, but that, this is the first time where it was like it was even beyond the. Yeah, that's just them talking over there in the Obets, and we get what they're saying. He's a, and he's a good guy, and what goes unsaid is uh, there's other people behind the scenes. It there was no that- comment like, and you know, I'd have to go back, but I'm pretty sure there was no comment like, "Oh, we're committed to finding a deal to stay in Obets." Hmm. I don't believe no. he said that. No, no, he was he was just like uh, fully prepared to move on. He didn't say they were leaving necessarily, but he said they're they're prepared to move on. And they're looking at a lot of different things, you know. So anyway, there's that. There's a little bit of uh, Kyle. There's a little bit of gamesmanship going on there, like between you and Josh Bickle, <laughs> and uh, uh, and so the groundbreaking. I I guess we can get to that now that the land will supposedly be transferred finally by the end of the month. Although you know. Nobody's holding their breath anymore. Uh, Kyle, were you at the groundbreaking? No, I was not. I stopped by. It got a little windy for me early, and uh, you left before Garber I, spoke. I I pulled a, a Phil Rizzuto and and, uh, and beat the traffic over the George Washington Bridge, as it were, uh, or the footbridge to come. Uh, 
Jacob, you were there. It, it was uh, a beautiful day. A little hot. It was a little hot, but it was a beautiful uh, sun splash day, and uh, the, the grandstand they had in was jammed with crew fans. Almost 4,300 people. Yeah. And then I, which was oh. less than 1,000 people difference from their um, Open Cup home game against <laughs> Pittsburgh. I thought there was a chance it might have been more, but it, it was close. And and what do you, what was your what was your takeaway from that stuff? I think you know leading up to that, right? They had that joint statement before the ceremony, saying, "Oh, all the um, what was the language they used?" Saying all these uh, contingencies have been waived between NRI and in the crew for the land, and yeah, yeah, oh, this will be done at the end of the month. So I, I always felt like all the news was leading up to the ceremony, then actual shoveling dirt two feet in front of them. Yeah. Well, that was a reaction. That 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 was a reaction. I think to uh, my it guess, was, is, it was very my guess well is done. Bill, Bill Bush did a story about a week previous to that, saying that the you know the city's stated contribution of fifty million is going to at least double uh, in infrastructure alone. And uh, you know, from one side of it, uh, the city's saying things like, "Well, we would have to do that a lot of that infrastructure anyway. We're going to spend money on it anyway." Um, and uh, then you have people who are rightly want to know more and want more transparency in how their tax dollars are spent. Uh, and that was certainly the, the large part of that story as well. So that thing was rumbling out there. That story that we'd run on our Sunday cover. Um, and uh, You heard a lot of that posturing in the statements from Mayor Ginther and uh, City Council President yeah, Hardin. They, they were talking about... they, they Long-planned pedestrian bridge. Well, they were talking also in terms of investment. Uh, right. You know, uh, they started throwing numbers around saying, you know, Which this I, is what this will generate right. over this span of time, you know. So there was uh, there was little that cooking. But that that's when the statement was released that morning saying, uh, you know, you couldn't really have the groundbreaking without the ground. So they had to basically find some way to say, yes, this is officially the ground. And what they said was, it's almost officially the ground right before the groundbreaking. You know, right? They pay, they paid twenty five twenty five point seven million dollars for for all the parcels of the, of that land. So that that was the final figure given to us. And you know that site. If you haven't been by it, take a mm-hmm. walk by. Stop at Betty's, you know, and, and take a walk by. Uh, but they're, I mean, they're cranking over there. I mean, they were crank. They've been cranking for months over there preparing the site. At, and I imagine they're getting a hold dog at this point. Yeah, I'm. I was just kind of thinking in my head, like estimating which month you're going to start to see things going up. Um, they're, spring. you know, spring. I, you would think they're they're doing a lot of the legwork and groundwork right now. Kyle, you know it's the spring. How do you know? It's spring. I don't know. Guessing. He's got a photographer. He's a construction eye. guy. The only other thing I'd say. That I got sources. Only other thing I. <laughs> the only thing I'd say or add to this uh, uh, this part of the groundbreaking stuff is. Uh, I was I was hoping that not hoping but as I walked away early as soon as there's a certain politician when this person started talking I, I uh, just for health reasons I I, I left and uh, you know at that point I as I walked away I was thinking man I wish that Dwight Burgess or Neil Sika and this is just me was there emceeing this thing. Kyle Martino did a good job. Yeah, he did, but you know, and he's a crew guy. You know, why was he there? I mean, not not to nitpick, but uh, he was uh, well, drinking a beer off to the side, which I I enjoyed. I mean, he doesn't live here. Uh, he's got his job. You know, he yeah. was a crew guy years ago and stuff like that. But like, this is about 
the past and the future, as well as the future. And that just seemed like, let's get a recognizable name to be the MC because D is here to me. You know what I mean? It was uh, That's just me. Sounds like you're nitpicking. I am. I am. That's uh, Yeah, they did a fine job with it. No, it was a great program. Seth Jones was there? Yes, he was. Yes, he was. He had a shovel, didn't he? He did not have a shovel. He said he was going to have a shovel. There were a lot of people going up there afterward. Maybe, maybe he did right. that. Do you guys have any nits to pick? <laughs> no, I think that kind of covers it right now. Um, you know, what's, what's next for the team as we head forward toward uh, expansion draft? Right. Other than Darlington Nagby, <laughs> there, uh, there's a trade when window. Gonna, when are you going to report that's done? When it's done. Uh, when I hear it's done, I guess. All right. Um, there's a trade window right before the expansion draft. Expansion draft, I believe, is November 16th. Um, you know, I I thought it was a little strange, just overshadowed, rightly so. All the news is Alex Cornelli is gone, and I think that was yeah, a Yeah, I wanted thing. to bring that up. I was going to write about that because, you know, that was uh, the kind of – that's my hackles were raised by the way yeah. Caleb Porter treated him. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, it was in the middle of the bad run. It was uh, – nothing could be Caleb Porter's fault. So he kept throwing Cornali under the bus, pulling him out, and then throwing him under the bus again, and then pulling him out, and then throwing him under the train. And you know, this is a good Gehanna boy, and uh, the family too. Yeah, they were really right. part of the season uh, ticket holders for a long time. They were part of the Save the Crew movement too. They yes, a lot of stuff that was unseemly to me, and and this is uh, too bad. It's yeah. too bad to see Cornali go. I, I wish him the best. You know, he probably needed to get out of here before now. He he needed a he needed a change of scenery. Abubakar Kata's emergence really affected that as well. That's the company line, yeah. yeah. That and Caleb Porter. Well, and Wallace too. I mean, beating him up. You got two guys that are. And they re-signed Josh Williams yeah. right. as well. Right, which is good. Yeah, which is good. But yes, yeah, well, yeah, I got Jacob, it. you're correct to acknowledge the parting of ways with uh, with Alex Cronali. Yeah, wish him the best. Homegrown guy. All right, that's how we got Patrick. Let's just kick us out of here now, would you? <laughs>